1: everyone. Hi there. My name is Jane. My name's Kurt. And this is Made You Look, a podcast where we make each other watch an episode of our favorite TV shows and then try and work out why we love the things that we love.
0: Mm. Sorry, that was a bit sickly sweet. That's fine,
1: that's fine. (laughs) I'm okay with
0: it. I'm generally a sunny, demeaned, sweet individual, so that kind of sound effect isn't completely forced. It's something if you met me, you would maybe expect me to sound like.
1: (laughs) I am actually going to start this episode a little bit differently to usual. Okay. I'm actually going to start by by telling you guys where to find us on social media. Okay, Um, which is at Major Look Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Mm. Instagram is where we hang out with. uh, Is where we hang out. Instagram is actually where we hang out the most. Um, and I would really appreciate it if you guys came over and gave us a follow over there. You can keep abreast of what episodes are coming up. You can see my hilariously captioned images. And, uh, try even, and guess
0: the eye charm. Yeah,
1: you can even guess uh, what episode is going to be coming up a week earlier. And apologies for a few weeks ago where I put the wrong episode up. I'm going to fix that. Uh, you know. So, yeah, please come and follow us, and um, then you'll be aware of what's coming up.
0: Mm, Just another thing that you might like seeing in your Instagram feed.
1: Exactly. Anyway, uh, that's enough of that.
0: So last week, uh, I didn't realise these two shows would uh, actually kind of have something in common. They do, yes. They do. Uh Uh-huh. Did you plan that? No, but as
1: (laughs) as I was picking an episode, I was kind of like, oh, I really like this one. Oh, and this one's <laughs> also got. Okay, <laughs> all right. This could be fun.
0: So, after last week with uh, Killing Eve, what did you make me watch this week, Jane?
1: This week I made you watch Warehouse 13. So, Warehouse 13 is a show that I started watching when it first came out in. 2009. I
0: could have sworn it came out earlier than that.
1: Hey, okay, <laughs> it's the Sci-Fi Channel. Okay. They don't have huge budgets. <laughs>
0: they don't have as much money yet. Oh, they still don't, really. They still
1: don't, but they definitely <laughs> didn't in 2009. They were really only just starting to produce their own content.
0: Special effects is more expensive. Um, back
1: then. and special effects were really expensive and difficult. So you know, give them a break.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Um, sorry. But I it just in my own flawed memory because I I had seen the first episode of this mm-hmm. um when it first came out. Which is a real
1: shame for you, (laughs) (laughs) that first episode. Not a strong. Not strong at all. And you know
0: what? For some reason, I feel like I got it for free and a DVD of a cereal box. But I don't think that's right.
1: No, that could be right. I once got a free DVD of Supernatural in a cereal box. Yeah, and it was just, like, one episode? Yeah, it was one episode. It was the Bloody Mary episode, in fact.
0: Oh, gosh. That's, like, the third episode or second or something. Totally got me into it, though. Yeah, no. What a weird marketing campaign thing. That actually worked before, like, the internet and shit. And before Mm -hmm. YouTube was a thing, you Mm -hmm. know, to be like, how are we going to get people interested in this other show that they probably don't know if they want to watch? yeah Uh, and in australia too especially because it's not i I don't know i just it baffles me as to why that happens it's cereal boxes especially for like stuff that isn't necessarily for kids supernatural isn't necessarily for kids
1: no it was in like a box of neutral
0: (laughs) it's manly it's manly there's an impala team it's true it's (laughs)
1: it's manly that's that's the connection and that
0: first season suffered from a few things In terms It'll, of masculinity.
1: The first season?
0: <laughs> more so the first season.
1: Anyway. Um,
0: uh, so, yeah, so, yeah, that's how I watched the first episode.
1: Uh, right. Um, no, the first episode's not strong. In fact, a lot of the first season is not strong. Mm. Um, but we'll talk more about why I like the yeah. show and okay. et um, The it, As I say, 2009 is when it came out. It was actually co-created by some guy i would never heard of and <laughs> Jane Espenson.
0: Yeah. Oh I didn't oh, so that's why.
1: <laughs> um so Jane Esmondson is one of my favorite TV writers. Yes. Um she worked on Buffy for many years and various other things. She wrote for Firefly. She um
0: one of my favorite web series that didn't get a lot of attention, but husbands actually. Husbands,
1: that's right. And um and You see her
0: popping up on all kinds of shows with just random episodes and things. Yeah, like she's that. been on
1: Once Upon a Time for many that's years right, now. Yeah. Um, which I don't actually watch anymore, but
0: Yeah, when did you stop with that? Ooh. Like which which random villain they brought in? I think when they brought in Cruella De is when I stopped.
1: No, I didn't even. I did not make it that far. But I, then
0: you made Elsa.
1: I think I may have made it to Elsa, but only just.
0: Yeah, she has a first episode. It's kind of a one-off, and then they bring her back in the next season. I did see the probably. Elsa
1: ones because um, I really like that actress. She's Australian, and she once appeared in my sister's short film. Oh. Um, <laughs> before she was famous, obviously. Uh, anyway, so. Jane Espenson is the co-creator, but she wasn't didn't actually work on the show after creating it. Oh, okay. Um, she, could have she kind of
0: conceptualized. Yeah,
1: or... conceptualized. I think um, she had a hand in the first episode. Uh, it was executive produced, however, by Drew Z. Greenberg. Who is also a Buffy alum. Right. um, Who uh, has been on, I think, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now for many years. Right. Uh, So two of my favorite writers had a big hand in this show. Um, It ran for five seasons, I seem to recall. I'm pretty sure that that's right. I think it ended in 2014 because I remember watching the final season when I was moving to Melbourne, which happened in 2014, or the end of 2013 maybe. Um, The beginning
0: of 2014. Yeah. Oh, oh, when the show ended. Sorry, I was yeah, just reminding it, you when you moved. Yeah, I know.
1: I know when I moved, but it may have ended before that.
0: Um, no, yeah, five five seasons. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: so yeah, that's the that's the kind of rough uh, context. It's a sci-fi production, Sci-Fi mm-hmm. Channel production, um, and and they it wasn't they,
0: necessarily based off anything really. It was just kind of created.
1: No, it it was an original concept. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, it does kind of uh have a lot of. What's the word I'm looking for? Kind of pays homage to a lot of shows like X Files. Oh yeah, and, okay. Um, Moonlighting. Somebody said that it it um it borrows from the American Canadian horror TV series Friday the Thirteenth, the series, which I've never seen and can't possibly imagine that it has much in common. <laughs>
0: Um, I mean, I wouldn't expect that Moonlighting has that much in common here, but then I think about it and I don't really know much about Moonlighting at all. Have you ever seen Moonlighting? Is it Bruce Willis?
1: It is Bruce Willis. And
0: that other chick who's blonde?
1: Uh, Sybil Shepherd. Great hair. Great hair. He had hair. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: and a great show. Uh, Really was
0: it? Oh yeah. So it's not just like beloved, it's actually got some decent quality to it in terms of like writing or comedic timing or something? I,
1: comedic timing, absolutely. Right, okay. um, I might
0: have to actually give it a watch. Oh,
1: uh, I mean, I haven't seen it in a lot of years now and I seem to recall that the first couple seasons were quite strong um and the later seasons were not so strong. But I, I do remember when I watched it, when they played it in reruns when I was, I don't know, maybe 15 or so, mm. and I loved it. Oh, okay.
0: I mean, I think my parents enjoyed it Um, because what, what, when was it?
1: It was like... Uh, late 80s early 90s i feel like it's like 92 or 87 or something like that
0: yeah anyway
1: so uh the the context of the show which i tried to keep as brief as i could but Mm. this is a sci-fi tv show so you know there's always (laughs) a lot of context around the The concept of the
0: show and you're slipping me into the second season so
1: i am i am although this is all that wasn't so hard (laughs) um there wasn't that the the seasons were pretty short most of them were only 12
0: episodes yes yeah and this is before that was a bit more of a common thing wasn't it or i guess it's because it's sci-fi and new kind of stuff maybe
1: yeah i mean i think sci-fi shows had a tendency to be a bit shorter because of the budgets Budgets, and um and production complexities Mm. so the show context warehouse 13 is a giant warehouse in the middle of the south Dakota desert, home to thousands and thousands of artifacts, say capital A artifacts, uh, historical items that have absorbed the essence of their owners somehow and that influence those who come into contact with them. For example, Lewis Carroll's mirror holds the essence of a deranged Alice. Marilyn Monroe's hairbrush turns your hair platinum blonde. Edgar Allan Poe's pen brings whatever the user writes to life, etc.
0: Hang on. That's all it does. It just turns your hair platinum blonde. I mean, that's one of the
1: mo- the less dangerous artifacts.
0: <laughs> because that just sounds like an easy hair treatment. I mean, that's not something that's going to threaten the world.
1: No, not. But they not don't every, necessarily have. Not to. Not every artifact does. Oh. Artifacts are varying degrees of dangerous depending on what they do and power.
0: And, and so it's not necessarily always going to be something that is. Uh, going to kill someone, no. but it's not something that the public needs to know about and needs to be contained.
1: Exactly. Okay. As soon as one, one artefact goes, as soon as everybody's just passing around Marilyn Monroe's hairbrush and everybody has <laughs> got the same platinum blonde, you know, <laughs> shit starts to get out.
0: People are probably going to start doubting religion and science I walking mean, up the wall.
1: Absolutely. Um, and also, I'm sure Marilyn Monroe's hair wasn't the healthiest with the amount of bleach <laughs> that was probably in there.
0: <laughs> did look nice, though. In my opinion. Jane doesn't like my blonde eyed hair anyway. Let's moving on.
1: That's a larger conversation. <laughs> <clears throat> These artifacts are neutralized by purple goo, held safely in the warehouse, and held safely in the warehouse where they can't hurt anyone. The warehouse moves. The warehouse moves, and is re.
0: Reinver- oh, it blah. moves! I didn't read it like that.
1: The warehouse moves and is reinvented with a new number, 1 to 13, every couple of hundred years, becoming located in whichever country is deemed most powerful at the time.
0: Oh, so each generation it moves, not it's moving constantly. So people don't know it's like...
1: No, this. no, it moves every, once every couple of hundred years. Yeah, got it, got, it, got yeah. it.
0: Okay. Um,
1: so, like, this, like, warehouse two was in ancient Egypt. Cool. One of the warehouses was the Library of Alexandria, which burned down.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um... Yeah. Those responsible for finding and neutralizing the artifacts are warehouse agents, generally official agents of U.S. departments that have been recruited to the warehouse because of their gifts or skills. Our agents are Artie Nielsen, former NSA codebreaker, has been an agent for over 30 years and was solely responsible for the warehouse for many of those years since his previous partner, McPherson, betrayed him. Micah Bering, former secret service, smart and analytic with an eidetic memory. Pete Latimer, also former Secret Service, goofy and childlike, works on instinct and gets bad vibes when he notices things going wrong. He and Micah were recruited at the same time and are usually partners. And Claudia Donovan. She's just an apprentice. She's a technical genius without formal education, raised in foster care and mental institutions. And Artie has been taking her under his wing. Mm-hmm. That is a much longer story that I condensed down. Uh, Claudia's backstory is a whole bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I got the feeling that I'm like, how long has she been here? What's really going on? Um, like, because uh, it took me a while to figure out what her age was. Yeah. Uh, as, as this episode was going on, she's
1: like nineteen, twenty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She hasn't quite, yeah. been to uni. No. Um, she should have been, but she didn't. Uh yeah. And the episode context. Does that make
0: sense? Yeah, like, yeah, no, 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 no. Pretty much a does. photographic memory. Yeah, yeah, I just I i just the way you pronounced it is not what I thought it was, and then I was just realised I was reading the word completely wrong. I was thinking idactic. I'm not sure if that's even a word.
1: I don't think so. Yeah, fun. Didactic is.
0: Well there we go. I've been saying idactic, wrong my life.
1: Have you been using idetic often? Not often,
0: but it's come up a little bit.
1: Really?
0: Uh, lessons and things like that. You'd be surprised in the kind of random things that huh. I um come across in my work.
1: Iedetic. Thanks. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, so for episode seven of season two for the team.
1: Yes. Artie's former partner, McPherson, did some dodgy shenanigans at the end of the last season. Again, long story cut short. <laughs> uh, including awakening H.G. Wells from the Bronze Sector, which is kind of like a cryo-sleep for the worst criminals at the warehouse don't know what to do with. H.G. Wells, it turns out, is actually Helena, a brilliant inventor and author who worked at Warehouse 12 in the 1800s. She double-crosses McPherson, killing him, and escapes. And then there's some random context here that you don't really need. No, um, yeah, but I was I,
0: like, it's not necessary. I kept waiting for something to happen. I was like, oh, okay. I was just kind
1: of like, I, I don't know, just in <laughs> case you were confused about the fact that there was a town there. Um, the, the nearby town to the warehouse is called Unaville because it's uh, it's an unincorporated town that doesn't technically exist. It its residents sort of no strange things happen out of the warehouse, um, and we recently met the vet in town, Kelly, who argues with Pete a lot. Um, And Pete recently had a bad experience with an artifact that caused him to have paranoid delusions, making him think he couldn't trust his own team. I think that's it, was my question mark, because, guys, there's 54 episodes in this season, and I haven't really watched this solidly for very many years. Did you finish it all, though? Oh, yeah, I finished it all. I mean, the last season was pretty... Terrible.
0: <laughs> you, you, this isn't a show you revisit too often.
1: There are a couple of favourites in here oh, right, that I like right, that right. I will go back and occasionally go, I want to rewatch that episode because it's good. Um, but uh, yeah, in general, like I, I haven't rewatched it a lot. And so I was kind of like, I can't quite remember where we're at with everything at this point. But that seemed to be everything that was
0: relevant yeah.
1: after watching the episode.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. I think it's fine. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, um so
0: um I'll go into my recap and uh-huh. then I'll put on my reactions. Yes, please. Okay. So for episode seven for the team. With his recent assessment, Peter's grounded, stuck at the warehouse until further cleared, and so Artie sends Micah and with Claudia on her first field assignment. They are sent to a town where a previously loser status wrestling team has suddenly become unstoppable. Uh, but two team members seem to have spontaneously combusted, though we don't exactly know that that's how. Yeah. Um, um... I think that's
1: meant to be campsite.
0: I, I just looked at my notes that I was going to delete, and then I, we both realized that I wrote vampire fire incidents.
1: Campsite, I reckon that's meant to be. Campsite.
0: I think I was just going to write Campfire. And then fire fire. can fire fire. can fire fire incident.
1: (laughs) Therefore vampire fire incident. Amazing.
0: So anyway, searching uh, for the artifact. uh, Basically, there's an A plot line and a B plot line. Uh, The B plot line is really basic and simple. I'm just going to focus mostly on Micah and Claudia as as adventure for the team, which is basically what the wrestling thing is all about and the artifact. So um, uh, they're trying to see what might be causing these boys to get so pumped up, um, uh, and with their coach, they actually have this almost ritualistic, all-holding-an-Olympic-medal um, tradition before um, practices and games, uh, which they assume might actually be the artifact of this Olympic medal. On the hunt, Micah runs into H.G. Wells, who is claiming to try and help them actually handing over the medal. Um, Realising through the powers of the purple goo, uh huh. No, I don't need to know more, really. It's just purple goo that lets you know it's an artifact?
1: Well, it neutralizes the artifact, and when you drop it in, it usually, like, flashes.
0: Oh, and okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, I was going to explain that, but you didn't need it. <laughs>
0: um, but uh, that this metal isn't the artifact, uh, and after the coach, who was their main suspect, was run over by a car, their theory is thrown out the window. Uh, despite being untrusting at first, after H.G. Wells saves Micah in an alley on their escapade with a steampunk Batman-style grappling hook, uh, she begins to give her a chance. Uh, Claudia has been struggling in the field, failing at questioning persons of interest since she's taken to uh, trying to be this intimidating and professional take charge sort of attitude of Micah. Micah gives her a thinly veiled reverse psychology pep talk and Micah.
1: And Claudia. And
0: Claudia takes to being her fun, young, um, but cool and collected uh, interview her approach, uh, more like herself I say in quotes, as you'll hear in my reactions, uh, and figure out uh, that the coach was scared of someone else. After finding some clues at the gym, they trace these fast acting fitness transformations of the wrestling team uh, to the drinks that they've been given by the coach and the factory that makes them. It turns out this weird slick guy in a purple suit that the coach was meeting with before he died owns this factory and claims to have no idea of anything in the drinks. It comes to light that there was an ancient Viking ladle (laughs) that gave its soldiers strength uh, before a battle and that the head scientist guy um, who had major stakes uh, in the sale of the factory was actually poisoning these boys with the coach's help to kind of speed up the sale and get the factory all this under kind of scandal. Uh, The scientist struggles uh, with the purple slick man and Claudia tried to push him out of the way or they just scuffled and ran into her and she was pushed out of the way i've watched it twice and i couldn't tell what was actually happening
1: i think she kind of i actually wasn't too sure on my second viewing whether or not she (laughs) stood there because she could see that they were about to fall Uh, in and she she was was like i'll get in the way so that they don't fall in and then went in herself yeah yeah something like that
0: she falls in uh uh into uh, the vat of the artifact infected drink juice uh, with uh, such extreme exposure to the power fitness strength pump works super fast. I don't know what, that, don't know words what are. that combination chemical. of chemical <laughs> and she uh, hasn't got long to live. Oh, it, the fitness strength pump stuff will work super fast in her body. And so she hasn't got long to live. Uh, but thankfully, HG Wells has dabbled in amino acids and can whip up an antidote in the one to two hours that she has left to live. Uh, with the apologetic but greedy scientist. Uh, and there's this uh, moment where she hands her university application. Micah. Yeah, uh, to, ha, my, Micah to Claudia because um, she hasn't gone to university. Uh, she's very young. B plot line. Artie has been faking regenerating his appendix every year since he's too chicken to ask out the expert odd case doctor, Vanessa. And Pete finds out, uh, but after calling him out on it, and Vanessa needs to leave, uh, his appendix uh, starts to almost burst. So Pete calls in the vet, Kelly, to save him. And working through their differences, Pete eventually asks Kelly out, who promptly rejects him. But then he takes this as a sign to try harder after oh, she just said no.
1: Just keep reading, it's fine.
0: Um, And in a more heartfelt way, asks her out again, um, which she lists a number of rules which they must to adhere to on this encounter. Uh, And she agrees. Artie sees the return of Vanessa, who's playfully pissed that he didn't wait around for her to do the surgery on the appendix. And uh, due to his recent surgery, he asks her out for a walk. No, actually a sit. Mm -hmm. That's the episode. Great. Uh, I'd love to hear your reactions. Yeah. Okay, I really don't know if I can buy this whole Claudia thing. She's a bit too cute-cutesy for me. Whoa, okay, so bad CGI. Oh, not bad. Oh, pretty bad. It looks like Photoshop. Guy, is uh, his muscles were expanding and shrinking and swelling, and then he just burst into flames. I mean, the lighting on her face isn't even that good. It should be flickering if it's fire. I'm, I'm nitpicking. I'm so sorry. This is not how I should really get into the episode and start it off. I just know that it doesn't have the best budget. Or at least maybe it's the time. But probably a combination of both. Okay, um, I suggest this to the coach. The way that he says, Philip would almost go on. You know, we just died. So, mm. coach. Okay, wait, maybe um, new hot guy in the purple suit. Well, not purple suit, well, kind of purple, but yeah. Coach is red herring, or am I? Or I might be giving this show too much credit. We'll see. I do really like um, the fact that the medical doctor of the warehouse uses random artifacts to check for certain strange things. Uh, I like just a harmonica to test. Nice, quirky, fun. You kind of never know what they're going to pull out of the bag, really. I like it. It kind of makes me like read more and know more about history because I feel like I'm not going to get most of these people's names. Okay. I will say I like how it's an actual investigation and it's not like a crime show where they keep you guessing. They're laying out the facts for you and posing interesting questions. It's like we're going to expository, says something that we're going to suggest to you. If you think it's this way, oh, we'll say expository, another thing that it couldn't possibly be, which will make you think, well, is that what's going to happen? It's on the nose, but it keeps you guessing. Kind of like it. Okay, so Coach was just run over. Um, Clearly red herring now. I haven't seen anyone else of note, so... I'm probably going to go back to hot purple guy suit with the slick hair because he's the only other character that he talked to and he seemed afraid of because he was annoyed and pissed off when she interrupted him in front of him. Cool. Also, I got to say, Claudia being, quote, herself, unquote, it's like almost a completely different character. All the other cutesy stuff was felt a little forced. But when Claudia was sitting down interrogating him, trying to like not necessarily relate to him, but be more like herself, but still intimidating. I mean, like, don't make me angry, the way she said that was just great. But it felt like a different character. It didn't feel like herself to me. Maybe it's just because I haven't really met her or seen her through different things and she was bubbly and excited about field work for the first time. And there is hot purple guy in the suit with the slick cap. Also, boiling point? Incombustible? Is it? Is it funny or bad? I, it's very in-between. And he gets shut down completely, by the way. It was a little too oversincere sincere uh, for the resistance, but yeah, it's nice to see people get shut down. I don't know why I like that. And it's the scientist, not the purple guy. Huh. Oh, no, Claudia. Okay, well, they're not going to kill her, so she's got to find some way to cure her of uh, insane muscle swelling explosion disease. All right, I should have seen it coming, but it would have been H.G. Wells who was the person that was surprising her. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So you don't really seem to have enjoyed it that much. Not really. Okay. I kind of felt like how I think you felt like when you were watching Smallville. Yeah, okay.
1: Maybe. Yeah, this is better than Smallville, though. I don't. Really?
0: Yeah. Okay. No. Um, I didn't really like a lot of the dialogue. Um, I was really confused by Claudia's character. Um, it's not the fact that I didn't understand why she was there. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to know that. She's an apprentice. She's showing mean, She's going on a first field assignment, whatever. Um, but every time she was doing like cutesy, excited shit, it just didn't,
1: excited she shit. was just like
0: kind of cute and happy and excited to be out doing a thing or, mm-hmm. or be at a university mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Um, or being nervous to do something on her own for the first time. It it felt very forced. It didn't feel like natural to me, the, just the way that she was saying it. When she, her dialogue came through after her epiphany moment, she seemed great. That, that Claudia, I, I would watch.
1: That is the standard Claudia.
0: But yeah, I was just, I was being exposed to cute, excited, over happy Claudia and bubbly and fun, and then trying to copy Micah and then being like nervous and shy and really obviously, um, you know, scared of doing something on her own. Um, and who I was basically the, the most of the Claudia that I experienced in the episode. Yeah, right. Um, so seeing a lot of her made me not really I kinda of cringe a little bit when she talked. Yeah, right. <clears throat> I enjoyed Micah, but I um the H. G. Wells character seems a little a
1: little bit much. In what way?
0: In terms of the British accent, in terms of the way she kind of puts herself forward into that kind of villainous character who's um, you know, you don't really know what motive they're going on. It feels a little bit like a um um a bit of a the word I'm looking for here
1: is it cliche? Yeah,
0: yeah. Um. Uh. And uh, but um. Uh. So remind me, what has H. G. Wells written?
1: Uh, H. G. Wells wrote. Is it um the Time Traveler? um the island of dr moreau oh right right
0: right right yeah okay thanks cool i think so
1: um yeah like very very famous um old science
0: fiction old science fiction like
1: kind of birth of science fiction type stuff
0: um i i i would actually when i remembered this in my head granted a long time ago mm, probably 2009 mm, in a cereal box but i remember there being a woman at the forefront of it and when i first read it i thought artie was actually a woman i thought Uh, the woman was the central person who's been minding this place for a long period of time. But I think what I've done is I've swapped some memories around of the librarian and warehouse 13 out of not really having watched either of them. Similar notion of a magical house kind of place that stores um, like kind of pieces or things from history and different spaces and, um, they have power, actually. Right. Um it's it's a bit more on the kooky side, but then I was like didn't realise this was kooky and I was leaning into it. But then the um A plot line wasn't really that kooky. B plot line was over the top kooky. I mean,
1: don't I hate the B plot line.
0: With, you know, K I S S I N G. If that was the first time he was doing it, sure, but Pete didn't seem like is Pete a fun guy? Or is he an yeah. annoying guy? Is he a, is is he is he like a Tony Denanza or whatever from NCIS? Is he that kind of like annoying? Thinks he's uh, you know bit of a something something, uh, but ends up having harder gold. But it takes ages for anyone to see it because he's a bit of a dick, but tries to be entertaining and goofy.
1: Keep just keep describing. Maybe you'll get there. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't like Pete. Okay. I severely dislike Pete, which is why I picked an episode that doesn't have all- him. <laughs> yeah. He's very much like he's he's very much touted as being very immature.
0: Right.
1: He does have a heart of gold. He really does care about the people around him. Mm-hmm. But he's very, he just behaves very young, which I just find boring. Okay. And they, they they play with that more as the series goes on. I feel like they just overdo it. Um. Whereas I feel like earlier on, it's not so bad. Um. It's also not sure he thinks he's all that. He just, you know.
0: He's maybe put a few walls up. No. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, he's just. If anything, he's he's very very open with his emotions. He's like, yeah.
0: That's not what it felt like in this episode of like the way he was denying his feelings for Kelly, and then.
1: No, it's more like just that like annoying twelve-year-old boy doesn't know he likes a girl type thing.
0: Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Okay, right. Okay. Um, anyway, we're not really here to talk about Pete. <laughs> I'm not really
1: here to talk about Pete. Pete's annoying. Um, I, you know, sometimes his dynamic with Micah I like, which is how the show kind of. Gets as far with Pete as they can Mm -hmm. um, because that's that is often the dynamic that we have, not always. um, Is that they're partners, and then sometimes Claudia goes out in the field and sometimes she doesn't. Claudia
0: is kind of the man in the chair, the person, yeah,
1: kind of the man in the chair, kind of the person in the chair because she kind of um, usually does a lot of the research and hacking and that kind of thing. Um,
0: I just love it like in a time, I didn't even see her near a computer, but I'm has she, did she only come in in season two? Um, or has she been in from... No, she
1: came in uh, about halfway through season one.
0: Right. Um, it's... Um, I, I love the fact that, like... It was just, oh, I just hacked, you know, the coroner's report. There you go. Print out. You know, we don't have to have a cutaway of her, like, typing yeah. madly on a yeah. computer or doing something simply, Which is not hacking. That's not how it works. No. You don't just, like, write a few lines of code and you're in. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of other ways to, to actually go about it. And yeah. so I, I, I am glad that it didn't have those kinds of annoying... Um, shots. I mean, I guess it might be different if she was uh, the the person in the chair. I
1: mean, yeah, if she's the person in the chair, then they usually are calling her. But it's usually more like a, hey, can you do this? Yeah, she'll sure, find. Also, and I found this back. really.
0: Oh, I find this really interesting thing. So and so and so and so. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of like the idea that at this point in the TV show, where um, going out a little bit more, and you know, she actually gets to see the world and starts to yeah, um, actually do some field work
0: actually gets to see the world so I'm guessing there's a whole thing in terms of how she came to be in this situation okay
1: there is okay do
0: I need to know
1: I I actually do think it adds a little something to what you seem to be um pushing against with her yeah I am because I, I thought yeah. that I'd given you enough to just kind of explain where she's coming from but you're really pushing against her character so I want to explain it was just more. how
0: it was portrayed in this episode I really liked the element of Claudia that I had for one scene
1: yeah but she's a complicated character because <laughs> okay, so she her parents died when she was really young. She was okay. raised by her older brother, her much older brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her older brother got um well, they say that he died in a lab experiment, but he was actually it was actually an artifact. So oh. Artie was there when her brother quote unquote died. Right. Um, and couldn't help her and then didn't follow up to make sure that she was okay, and so she went to the foster system and was and had a horrible, horrible childhood, and then, um, and then at some point she reactivated the artifact and found out that her brother's like trapped in this like other dimension. Oh shit! Um, but it was like pulling energy from her to keep him oh, coming so through. Oh, so he had and, to
0: stay there or die. To yeah, not kind her. of that
1: kind of thing. Um, and and because she was trying to tell people this, she got locked away in a mental institution. Jeez! So she actually hacked the warehouse to try and get Artie's help. Because she remembered Artie from when she was a kid. Right. um, To try and get his help on getting her brother back. And then it was a whole big thing. So basically, she's had this pretty, like, A, kind of sheltered, because she... Has been in a mental institution since I think she was 16.
0: Oh wow! Um, okay, okay. So yes, makes sense why she hasn't gotten her degree.
1: <clears throat> yeah, not only really not gotten her degree, but she doesn't know how to interact with these people.
0: Yeah, no. That's yeah. her
1: biggest problem. Is she's out in the field. Okay. I don't know how to talk. And and my yes. keeps saying like talk to them like you're, they're your yes, peers. And she's like, like, I don't have any peers. I don't <laughs> talk to people my own age. You are my only friends and family. Yeah. Like she has nothing
0: else. That does help. That does help. Yeah, yeah and that so, helps quite a bit, actually. Uh, damn it! I was but like, no, yeah. I nearly I was gave you the whole it, context. Yeah, but... it, is, it is complicated. It would add like a two and a half paragraphs. Um, I do get it, but maybe mm, you're not expecting me to go back and watch all of this, are you?
1: I, again, it's one of those ones I'd probably give you a watch list. But oh,
0: Claudia, okay. But honestly, yeah.
1: Claudia is my favourite character. Really? And I would thought... only go back and watch Claudia stuff.
0: I saw. From this episode, I would have thought. So is
1: Micah the one that changed? Nah, in Claudia four? all the way. Because I was thumb. like, I love. That. I wasn't
0: getting enough snark from Micah that I was like, this doesn't feel like the one that Jane would normally be in for in the show. Um, I like Micah; she's good. Yeah, but the, yeah, so that's why I was a little bit confused, mm. and I was. Cu- I, I'm curious mm. to know um, when we uh, reach the end of this discussion, uh, what your sentence is going to be, um, in terms of sure. what we love but um
1: actually to think about that,
0: I that. <laughs> um but uh what's um what's pretty i just didn't know what the tone of the show was man it was like one side was so light-hearted and jokey mm. and the other side was like fun with like the weird kind of things that h.g wells would just like bring about and have this kind of oh it's it's a fun adventure and let's be a bit naughty or whatever, you know. Um, tip chip toho. Uh, I I can't. <laughs>
1: what the fuck?
0: Chip-chip-toe-ho. choho. is none of those are
1: things.
0: <laughs> is it chip-chip-cherry-o? tip tip I don't know. I'm not going to. I don't, I don't know don't. what you're trying to say. <laughs> I've watched an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race UK recently and I still have no idea what the hell people are talking about. Uh, anyway, um, it's... And then you've got these really intense um, scenes of, like, people, like, spontaneously combusting in front of Claudia and, like, kids burning alive. And it's just like, I'm like... I wouldn't have said X-Files when I first kind of started watching it and then was like... But seeing that again and realising how graphic and the situation is quite grim, I was just like, so this is fun but serious? Yeah, but also... The art of What I like about it is that it's got all this fun elements of literature and history and culture about it that makes me want to look back into parts of history mm. and other things and aspects like that. Um, it just made me feel a little bit stupid sometimes because I was like, wait, shit, who is that person? What did they do?
1: Well, I, I have to Google stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 well. yeah. I didn't yeah. know who Timothy Leary was until I Googled him. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, like, or whatever the artifact was that Artie was using to regrow his appendance back every year.
1: Oh, Barnum. Yeah. I knew about that. P.T. Barnum's top. So P.T. Barnum, um, owned a circus.
0: Oh. oh Barnum and Bailey yeah. had circuses. Yeah, 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 And, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. were well
1: known for having, um, quote unquote freak shows. Oh. So they were saying that they used, he, he, you know, would regrow limbs using the spinning top, basically.
0: Jeez. Okay. Anyway.
1: <laughs> oh grow extra limbs so that they would be free
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: um so yeah that's that's fun it's kind of fun i like i the historical aspect of it or like it's usually pretty lightly historical
0: yes yes and interpreted in a very different way
1: totally but i do find that really fun just kind of think about like if you were to imbue something with the essence of a person what what element would be imbued
0: yeah what, what is the power what is the effect the energy that that would um portray that's very interesting to me yeah uh, i do like that um but i was just feeling a little all over the place when i first watched this because i was like what tone is this show uh it jumped back and forth a lot but that's what generally happens with a and b plot lines at this time i suppose
1: i mean if we let's just
0: Throw, away, so the B, throw so away the B like plot. Like last week, it's like, okay, we're to- so we stopped talking about Bill.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we
0: stopped talking about the B plot. Throw
1: away the B plot. Let's just think about the A plot. Yeah. Um, I find that the the tone of, like, yes, this is a fun romp, but also with quite real stakes.
0: Yes, there, there are significant consequences. Yeah. And so... I do like what you kind of mentioned to me earlier, because when I first read that, I was like, platinum blonde hair? That's not life-threatening. But, you know, these elements have power, and hmm. power can't be quite explained that would have detrimental effects to society.
1: They also even said that this this ladle, which often just gives the warriors strength, in when it's normally used, it just gives them a bit of strength and courage. Hmm. But when they used it in this particular formula with the amino acids, yeah. it made it... Twist, and but that was what was actually making people burn up.
0: Yeah, and so it was never intending. He'd, like he didn't want to do this. He just wanted to, to kind of do something a little bit different to kind yeah. of tear the company down. Um, but oh when she's just like i've dabbled into amino acids i doubt it's like i I did like the element of saying that so she is meant to be a sci. oh because she's written science fiction so that's why as a combination of inventor author yeah so the idea is that like
1: everything that she wrote about in her books
0: she's kind of experienced she
1: actually did
0: whoa
1: um and when and is that
0: why she got bronzed
1: Uh, <laughs> I could tell you why she got bronze. Do you? You don't care, do you?
0: I'm not going to watch the first season if I'm going to watch this. I don't think.
1: It's not you... about. It's not about the first season.
0: Oh, it, it comes. This is out only and...
1: HG Wells' second appearance.
0: Oh really? Yeah. She was just the last episode of whatever. She was in. The, she was in
1: the first episode of the second season. Oh right. Um, when with Macpherson yeah, de bronzing yeah, yeah. her, um, and when he first took her away from the bronze vault, we didn't know who it was at the end of the first one. Then we saw her in the second one, right. where she was um. They were chasing her about London because she'd gone back to her old house, which people take tours of. Yeah, yeah. Um, because people, everyone assumes that she's a man because it's actually her brother who wrote the books. Um, uh, well, they kind of retconned. They changed yeah, their minds yeah, on
0: that Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I say
1: that's her brother. Sometimes I say it's her. Um, But the point is that she is a scientist and she was a, an inventor well ahead of her time. So, like, yeah, it is a little bit convenient to go, like, oh, I dabbled in amino acids. But Dr. Moreau is all about, um, you know, DNO, yep. DNA, genetics type yep. stuff. Yep. So it makes sense. Okay.
0: Yeah. 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 I'll let. No, know, with knowing more about who HG Wells is, <laughs> I was like. I think I was googling the not the, the. I probably should have googled H. G. Wells by yeah, that point. Yeah, that's why I didn't
1: give you anything. So I was like, oh, if he doesn't know who H. G. Wells is, he'll Google it. Yeah, yeah, He's famous figure.
0: I thought maybe it'd be more entertaining to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> that's fine.
1: That's fine. Um, uh, so yeah. So that's um, I like. I do get that the tone is maybe something that is not um,
0: refined.
1: No, I just think it's something that probably takes some adjusting to.
0: Yeah, um, because
1: it, it's it is kind of a, a weird mix of something that is um it's a it's an adventure romp most weeks it's a it's a episode of the week here yeah. have a bit of um a bit of fun, but also yeah, people could die um you know we often see the effects of these artifacts on real people mm. Um, and, you know, you kind of have to figure out how they're going to keep it all quiet.
0: Um, also, um, just step back, in, uh, back a little bit in terms of the effects it has on people and this town that kind of knows a strange thing happens, but don't really.
1: Yeah, I can't really like remember it. a lot of the details, so ask away, but I'll try and remember. <laughs> I
0: was just going to say is that kind of um, it um, kind of vibe uh, in terms of like people know this kind of weird thing happens in this town or strange things might happen, but they don't really. No, is there some sort of enchantment around it or no, something no like it's that. no it's just it's just like they think some weird shit happens but they don't really know but the town like.
1: is mostly only there to support the existence of the warehouse
0: so is it but then what does kelly know
1: i don't know i can't remember okay <laughs> i i honestly can't i okay. was trying to figure it out i don't i mean does she come to the warehouse no she yeah. came to the she came to the okay yeah so that b&b
0: right so that confused live. me because i was like this warehouse looks a lot like a bedroom. But this <laughs> warehouse looks a lot like a normal lounge room.
1: No, so they live in the they live in a B&B nearby the warehouse. They don't live in the warehouse.
0: Okay, cuz they would cut to the expository bad computer generated shot of the triangular shaped warehouse. And then we would see them, you know, on a couch or in a discussion table. Is the B&B attached to it No, or near? No, the
1: B&B's separate. But there is a there is like an officey, loungey oh, type area okay. in the warehouse as well. Right.
0: Okay. okay. So there's
1: like there's a B and B elsewhere, which is where they were at the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, I kept
0: waiting for this Raiders of the Lost Ark moment, and didn't get it right till the end when sh- uh, she puts the the grappling hook, and actually made it look like a warehouse with all these boxes of all these equipment. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that moment at the end of the the, t- the um, Indiana Jones movie where they you know a government just puts it away in another box uh a shelf that's unlisted to never be seen or heard from again yeah yeah um i so yes yeah, thank you because i was like because i that that wasn't explained to me uh well, not that i guess i needed to know i didn't know. think i needed
1: to explain to you which rooms were which
0: <laughs> i just i just was surprised when i was looking at the 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 out the windows and stuff and i was like is this a warehouse it's just called warehouse 13 so i was just confused because i was expecting to see more warehousey looking sets i suppose
1: yeah we just didn't spend that much time in the literal warehouse this time do you spend much time in the literal warehouse it depends some episodes are warehouse heavy some episodes are office heavy some episodes are field Field heavy okay yeah it depends it's you know it's a pretty uh varied show yeah um because you know the the good thing about the the concept is that it lends itself to so many ideas so yeah there are episodes occasionally where like you know, the purple goo's on the fritz, therefore all the warehouse artifacts are
0: oh, going I'm, mad because oh. they're not constantly
1: getting sprayed by the purple goo that keeps them deactivated. Oh, so
0: that's what happens. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, they're constantly being yeah sprayed with the stuff so that they don't uh, act up inside the warehouse. Right. Or, you know, somebody accidentally knocks a thing off the shelf and, um, you know, that interacts with... I mean, artifacts are interacting with other artifacts and that just, you know, <laughs> everything goes haywire. <clears throat> so, yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. I like the concept of this show, Mm -hmm. but I'm not really sold on the delivery from the episode that I got. I did, however, like that, you know, Micah wasn't easily quick to just be like, okay, I'll help, I'll let you help us now. Yeah. She is, she should not trust this person. But she gives it moment, and then there's this moment between the two of them after the grappling hook. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because of how much Killing Eve I've watched lately. Mm -hmm. But it was just like, are they shipped
1: or something? Oh, they are shipped. (laughs) They are so shipped. And
0: then when I had that moment and I was looking into her eyes as they were looking into each other's eyes, and I was like, is she who I saw on the cover of one of the seasons? But now I'm not sure if I'm just misremembering the librarians or if um, maybe it was Micah just kind of like in, in four in a different position.
1: I don't know about that. Um, In the reason, sorry, just to go like way back, the reason you're getting confused about there being a woman in charge of the warehouse is because there's a woman who recruits people to the warehouse. So when you watch the first episode, you will have met Mrs. Frederick.
0: Yes, that completely rings a bell.
1: Yes. So oh. she does recruit people, but she doesn't work there all the time. She comes in and out. She's, she's
0: kind of a higher admin person.
1: She's what they call a regent.
0: Right. And um, oh, The regents are I in like, charge of the warehouse. I love a title. Yes. I love a good title. Yes.
1: And in fact, at one point, Vanessa, just the reason she has to leave is because one of the regents gets something it. That's poisoning. what she
0: was going on um, about. So there's
1: like a high, there's like a, a kind of like a board.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i guess
1: they're like a board <laughs> um who who oversee the way house and they're kind of they're a little bit mystical and blah 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 and it's all the whole big thing yeah okay. um but yeah so that's why you will have gotten that confused um and i'm trying to remember how long hd stays on the show for she's in it for this season and then she comes in and out over the following three seasons she's not constantly
0: in it yeah she kind of feels like and i, I might be typecasting the um british accent but it's that similar playful nature in the character in terms of you're not sure if you can trust her or what's going on but riversong uh you know it's, it's sure. a similar vibe um in terms of
1: dissimilar i'd say that um hg wells is quite a bit more um independent sinister oh oh yeah yeah then yeah. riversong River Song was never really a villain
0: she we was later she was be a villain. Well, yeah yeah was she yeah. She ability? kills him. What? She's originally intended to kill the doctor. Remember Let's like Let's Go Kill Hitler? <gasps> she's had multiple you know how they made it different points of time? Yeah. There are points of time when she goes yeah. to kill him and she's evil but we never she... thought
1: that she was evil. No, I guess. We, we always didn't. knew that she was misguided. Yeah. We never thought she was evil. She
0: was imprisoned Whereas... for something that was probably unexplainable or wrong place, wrong time. Who? um river song because oh, she was in jail yeah. we didn't realize it was for the murder of. The
1: yeah dog dog. i have such vague memories for that whole <laughs> Sorry.
0: area of... i just i was really invested in that particular plot line because it was during the season i loved with Catherine tate and uh that's when we first introduced river song and i really liked that character that plot line that arc
1: i hated that episode
0: of oh Doctor the library Who. the
1: library the fucking shit episode <laughs> The skeletons Everything else.
0: coming out of the... Donner,
1: I thought, was a great companion. And yes. I really liked a lot of that season, but yes. I hated that one.
0: The Pompeii episode, in fact, Pompeii, was really excellent. Good.
1: Agatha Christie, brilliant. Oh,
0: so tongue-in-cheek. Mm.
1: Midnight? Is that what it's Midnight, called? Beautiful. Midnight, beautiful. so excellent. But also, Catherine
0: Tate's in that for about two seconds, unfortunately. Look,
1: that's, that's like <laughs> the that episode itself. Yes. That season was oh, really well-crafted. So
0: well-crafted.
1: Except for...
0: Um, uh, silence in the library. Silence
1: in the library. Parts one and two, and whatever the other part was called. But yeah, um, no, terrible. <laughs> anyway,
0: that's the only reason why I remember all these details quite well. So I yes, stopped after that. we I
1: would R. say, um, H. G. Wells has even more moral ambiguity because, uh, you know, yeah, we we know that she was Blondes. imprisoned, Bronzed yeah. for a very specific reason. They don't do that to people unless they really, really deserve it, um. <laughs> Or, you know, or they're deemed too dangerous to be out in the world.
0: They might not just kill them? Because they're good guys?
1: Because the death penalty is bad? Okay.
0: i just, Jesus. sorry, I'm just like, they're too dangerous to be out there in the world. I mean, like, and they can't, like, leave them in a prison. They've got to come up with some sort of new technology. To, I guess you could, if you've got magic, use a magic prison. All, got to right. Go to prison. All right. to prison, okay, no, I'm not for the death penalty. <laughs> it's just like in these kind of universes when you've got characters like the Joker or things like that in terms of people who are mass mass murdering and that sort of thing and and I've started I think, watching the Good place lately, so the ethics has been starting to come back into my head in terms yeah. of you know that kind of trading life place, which it doesn't have to be that case, yeah, um, so I should probably stop thinking in those kinds of parameters. I think it's just
1: that kind of thing where Anytime you imprison someone, you give them the opportunity to at some point in the future Get out. Get out. Or not even get out, but like to feel remorse, to earn their release, mm-hmm. to whatever it may be. Um, I don't know if that was ever the intention that they would have at one point you know, intentionally de-bronzed H. G. Wells and gone. Do you? Are you? Do you repent for your crimes? Have you served your time?
0: That's a very flawed concept. I, I love that you say you don't know because if she's bronzed, she's in some sort of cryo sleep. She. Wouldn't I know can't that...
1: remember if she feels the passage of time. Oh,
0: right. okay. That's okay.
1: Uh, something I can't quite recall. I do think that at some point they do say that yes, she feels the passage of time. Oh, so
0: she's just stuck there.
1: She, yeah, I think you. That's
0: just... that's worse. Yeah, that's a... real bad.
1: Yeah. I could be wrong. Shit. <laughs> yeah, so they are, so we just researched it, and yes, they are conscious throughout their entire imprisonment.
0: But in completely immobile. Mm, oh. Which means that
1: HG has
0: been. It has, has got time to potentially be remorseful
1: exactly exactly <laughs> yeah, um yeah, yeah. And, but she's been in there for like 200 years so you know Oof. it's a long time to sit there and be aware of the passage of time and, and think
0: about what you've done yeah i do like this bit of mystery in terms of not knowing what we've done how uh vigorously arty reacts mm. to the fact that they actually worked alongside her to uh, solve the case uh like you know it doesn't matter if you know so and so saved my life they will kill you or they tried mm. to do this and um
1: I do find that this that the the kind of way that we see Micah at the end of the episode with that kind of just being really intrigued by HG, we don't yeah. trust her yet. But there's you know, but she did save my life and a, I see that there's something there.
0: There's a flicker of hope and almost a smile. Mm. Yeah.
1: I think that that's really interesting, and that's the kind of intrigue I would have liked to have seen in Killing You. <laughs> You know, I'm intrigued by this person. There's something about them that interests me um, or that I can relate to or that I understand. Yeah. You know, something along those lines, which I think says a lot um, and and is one of the reasons why I, why I did pick this episode is because I think that the, um, the relationship between Micah and HG um, and the kind of the growth of the trust and what that mm. means to each of them um, you know, the fact that HG is going and desperately asking for help. She goes to Micah, of all people, the one who's probably the least trusting. And Who and... would have
0: been more shoot first, ask questions later.
1: Yeah, exactly. She doesn't try and get get through Pete. She doesn't try and go through Claudia. She goes through Micah because she knows that if she can get Micah, she can get anyone.
0: But also, she's like, you're a woman.
1: Yeah, and you know what this is like. I
0: did like that scene. Yeah, I did really like that scene. She's like, of all people, I don't need to tell you that this is still a thing. Exactly. I thought it would have changed by now.
1: No, it doesn't. Yeah. So I th- I find that their um their relationship is really interesting. Um even even as just a friendship, let's say, you know.
0: Yeah. It didn't oh god, yeah, any yeah, further. yeah, yeah.
1: Um the idea of kind of too strong, you know,
0: too Powerful, smart too smart for the
1: for the everyone around them kind of people. That um can
0: kind of have a connection. Yeah. And it doesn't and need to be defined. No. Yeah.
1: I mean, I wouldn't have mind if it was defined. <laughs> sometimes you just need to take something into a defined level to like.
0: Yeah, true. I mean, like, uh, I will say Killing Eve defines it on one side very heavily. And then still in season two, I'm struggling to define what Eve's side of it yeah, is. Yeah. But it's, I know the curiosity and the intrigue and the interest and the obsession is there. Yeah, She knows that she's interested. She doesn't even understand it.
1: Exactly. Um, exactly. But, so... but I'd say in this one, it's it's kind of, I mean, in this one, it's, it's, closer to queer baiting which is less good yeah yeah yeah. Um, Uh, in terms uh, of it it's a relationship that never becomes strictly canon
0: yeah but it's is is it all the fans are kind of like
1: pretty bloody close to canon and the
0: uh, creators said anything about it
1: um i don't know about the creators i know that they're actresses oh okay like i know the person who plays micah has come out and said michael michael will always love hg yeah more than anyone else in the world
0: yeah um It's a little bit of kind of like that Avatar Last Airbender moment, unfortunately, where it's like because of the time and uh, the people who are in charge of it in terms of trying to reach as many people as possible while people still want to appeal to traditional families. Mm -hmm. um, You know, if this wasn't as a family-friendly show, maybe that could have happened.
1: I have no doubt, though, if this were made now, They'd have gone yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I do think, There's I no do reason, th- especially to. on
0: the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. Um, it's it's been it's been much more progressive, um, uh, than some other places as of late. As we talked about last week, in terms of it's not a prestige channel necessarily. No, it never has. It hasn't has got been. this big budget, but it's got big ideas and big passion. Yeah. We always love checking out stuff from the Sci-Fi Channel. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> and I do feel the passion in this show. I know that it's a little bit goofy at
0: times. Yeah. It's it's not polished, but I will say it's got character. It's
1: got character. It it's really does heart. have character. And I think that that's i mean re- remembering of course that this came out at a time when we were so starved for like decent um sci-fi or fantasy content mm. you know i really latched onto this show as something that you know had a big concept but also heart and also found family and 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 the snarky a young apprentice who had a rough child like there's a lot in here that i love
0: i'm trying to factor if i'm allowed to take that into my review because you did that a bit last week as well because going off this episode in particular i didn't really get that sense of found family and uh you know that element of like kind of um struggle and learning and there was another
1: episode that i nearly gave you which is which does that so much better except it has this Fucking stupid narration over the top
0: of it. <laughs> you hate narration and so much. I hate narration, no... and,
1: it's, and it's not normally in there, so it wasn't your typical episode because I was like, we don't normally have narration. I don't know why. Oh yeah, there. you didn't
0: want to put that in there because you know what? I would probably latch onto it and then be like, none of the other episodes have exactly, narration. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. um No, but I will say that uh, the thing is. I think it's maybe not my cup of tea, but I think maybe at the time. But no, I didn't. I was going to say maybe at the time I would watch it. I did watch it at the time,
1: but you only watched the first episode. I didn't have access. The to The first episode rest of them. was not good. Like yeah. I'm more well than willing to admit, the first episode didn't have half the fun and heart in it that it does now. It
0: was a lot of setup.
1: It was a lot of setup, and it wasn't nearly like you didn't get the dynamic between any of the characters because none even of them.
0: Micah and um, Pete. There's a
1: little bit of it between Micah and Pete. They already know each other. They kind of knew each other. They right. kind of worked together. Okay. Um, I think I don't really rewatch the pilot ever because it's shit. <laughs> um, but are you, in in the first episode and perhaps in the first half of the first season, like Micah's seriousness is played way up, so it's oh, kind yeah. of a buzzkill. Um, and and at first, Pete's like a bit of a like a studly manly man before they make him childish. I don't think either is a good option. Um, but you know, if anything, he he gets better before he gets worse. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm so uninterested in Pete. I just. That's
0: that's fine. So was I,
1: Um, you know, but it, I was more interested not in Artie. I, I like Artie. Yeah. yeah. No,
0: I was interested in Artie. And I really actually kind of was in a little bit of the fact that even though it's so ridiculous, Someone who hasn't got the nerve to ask someone out growing his appendix back once a year to bring a, that's, no, it's so ridiculous. It's. But it's sweet.
1: It's silly, but it is kind of like you get that whole, oh, I would do anything just to see this person once a year. But he
0: has a fantastic moment, actually, when he says, now, come on, don't tell me that one of you weren't thinking that when I die, I would just be this sad, decrepit, lonely old man who had nothing and no one except for this house. Mm. I was just like. So he's basically like, you do not want to become like me. Exactly. I did like his little playful of like, you know, I've been around the house too long. That kind of thing happens. You're know, like, because of the episode where he's grounded, he's like, oh, I'm just started growing my appendix back. Yeah. Yeah. So he was fun. I just had, I was a bit jarred when I first watched it. So watching it second time was easier to swallow. But I was just like,
1: I thought. I woman no and one thing that i do wish had been in this episode a little bit more is the relationship between Artie and claudia um yeah i mean like a really important one to the tv show because it,
0: it was only touched on into, into knowing that this was as part of a larger picture and it wasn't really necessary in this episode but like he's like something in terms of university He's like oh is that another parental or something like that she yeah. says to him before she leaves um and then there was a very nice moment you know with uh, it i think it could have been written better um, but it was a nice moment uh, before she puts away the grappling gun with H.E. Wells when Micah hands her mm-hmm. a university application. Yep. It can be done online or, at, you know, at night school. And it's like, well, if you want to apply to the Secret Service. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. Exactly. That was nice. Uh, but again, I'm saying, like, that was nice. I'm not saying, like, I was touched, I was heartfelt. Yeah. It just...
1: But it also... I don't think it was trying to be a really heavy moment. No, it because was that's just kind of who Micah
0: is, I guess. No,
1: and it was just kind of continuing along the lines of, you know... Um, making it clear that Claudia needs a little bit of a push sometimes because she hasn't had a lot of like luck in her life, um, and and that these people are here to just give her that little push. Yeah, you know, I don't think it was meant to be, you know, really, really touching and heartfelt. Just like, hey, here's this thing because we know that you are capable of doing it. And they already
0: had a B plot line that failed completely to give us all the heartfelt feels. Yeah,
1: I know the fucking shit. And and then can we, we
0: briefly talk about how he thinks no means try more huh. Yes. Because I felt really bad watching that.
1: Okay. I'm in two minds about this. Okay. No means no, and you should probably give it up after that point. Yes. However, the when he does go back and say, I'd like to try this again, I don't think that he was particularly pushy. I don't think he was particularly rude. I don't think he was being particularly entitled to her. I think he was just saying... I I I want to try this again, and I got the sensation that if she'd said no at that point, he would have absolutely walked yeah,
0: away. Yeah, I I did I did get that feeling. Um, I will say that like, but the way that he, the cockiness in his smile when he was talking to Micah, that made me feel like I wanted to punch him in the face. <laughs> um, just because, of course, we are living in a different time, but. That should never have been really an okay thing, and and the more I see it in that time frame, the more I get m- uncomfortable yeah. with how women have been chased mm. on television. It's something that's romanticized far too much still, um, especially in TV shows where you've got like just constantly trying around different pairings and shufflings of characters. I mean, Riverdale, enough said. Um, oh, maybe not. Riverdale's I mean, they're actually. pretty. They've been pretty good actually.
1: mostly pretty good okay like they did do like Archie and Josie really weirdly last oh hang on
0: no no. let's give uh, look all the power for TT and uh Sherry Cherry? Cheryl Cheryl but Kevin finally gets a boyfriend to do something with and he's gone Kevin gets another gay cult boyfriend and he's gone
1: I think both of those boys are the same person aren't they nope Oh, no, Joaquin.
0: Was, no, I'm also. and Moose. Oh, sorry, there was a third one and gone.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, we all know that Ke- Kevin's rep has been bad the whole time. Yeah. It's been bad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, look, I'm really glad that there's been a wonderful lesbian presence on the show that's so strong and powerful mm. and a really sweet, troubled, but sincere relationship where it's not the drama all the time.
1: Oh, there's a gay character on Warehouse 13 later, too. What season? Three.
0: That's pretty good. That's pretty good.
1: And he's played by an Ashmore twin.
0: Oh, you're kidding. Which one?
1: Aaron? <laughs> not, not, um. Iceman. Not Iceman.
0: The one from uh Killjoys. Yes. Slightly rounder face. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> the one who does more acting these days. Who, yeah. Who does a lot of TV. Yeah. Yeah. Was in Veronica yeah. Mars.
0: Yeah. 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 I think. Oh.
1: Was Veronica Mars Iceman?
0: No. Smallville was Iceman. He might have been Veronica Mars. There we go. <laughs> um, anyway. I love, I love the way we can just kind of know that. Uh, anyway, yes. So,
1: yeah, played by an Ashmore twin. He's on, and oh, the season three finale is so good. See,
0: I, I'm curious about this show because I think it could be my cup of tea. But when I was, you're looking at me with such a strange Sorry, hope no, I'm just, you remembering just remembering the something? third
1: season finale. <laughs> Anyway, it's brilliant.
0: Oh, gosh. You've gone from it's okay to it's brilliant. No, I don't revisit, I apart think, from a couple of episodes. I think I
1: really like the, the third, third season. season. Now that right. I'm thinking about it all, I think the third season is easily my favorite. I like the second as well, because I like H.G. Wells and this whole thing. But I, I,
0: I, I am interested in it. It's a little too... Easy. Some of the things they do—whipping up an antidote in under two hours—and you haven't used science and technology. Oh, I guess you've been out in the world for a little bit. But
1: I mean, yeah. But you've also got to remember that this is a world where, like, artifacts exist. turn Like, you've got to reframe your expectations a little bit yeah. of what this world is.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I shouldn't be looking for realism in this world, but no. you get realistic reactions to yes, the but that's ability of okay. powers.
1: The world in which you inhabit is, doesn't have to be realistic, but as long as the emotion is realistic, that's the main thing.
0: Right. Okay. It's just the, the only thing for me, but I guess it's okay because I kind of exist outside the world is that the people in the warehouse don't seem like they're, they seem more fun and kooky. Whereas the people outside the warehouse that they're affecting on field work seem like it could be on law and order SVU. I mean, then <laughs> maybe not, Lord not quite that serious. Um, but,
1: but I think that, you yeah, what I'm because they are, it is kind of like, they've been when affected you live in or the, touched by magic. When you live in the, in the warehouse world, you kind of have to have a different perspective on everything else mm. because all of a sudden you're living in a world where like, you know, she can go crazy at any second. And when you're going outside of that, these people are experiencing crazy things for the first time. Mm. So I think it's kind of interesting that they go out with these kind of, a different take on the world and they have to, you know, try and explain that to the people that they are, um, you know, interacting with that are part of the case, the week-to-week case.
0: It is. I really I like. Get,
1: I get, I get yeah, what you're saying yeah, about yeah, the tone. It's, it's, it, it's, is it's, it is
0: weird. It is a bit jarring. Um, I'm curious to know if it settles or if it just kind of finds its foot or you just settle into it. Um, but
1: I think in a way the tone actually changes a little bit season to season, which is kind of interesting okay. now that I'm thinking about it. I'd say that this season is probably one of the more like fun, let's go on a romped seasons. Yeah. I'd say the third season um, gets ever so slightly darker in terms of the long running storyline.
0: That does mean you get a damn good season finale though. I will say a little bit of a darker <gasps> season generally means you get a great season finale. So good.
1: Um, And then I think the the fourth and fifth seasons are uh, verged too far to the comedy side of things for me.
0: Yeah, and and so I've seen a couple of episodes, maybe in half episodes, I don't know, of the librarians, and so it's it's very very similar concept. Yeah. But granted, I haven't watched it from the beginning. I've just seen a few episodes with my mate Paul, because um, he's got Foxtel and just like constantly on the Sci Fi Channel, uh, and um, uh, it's like all kooky. Mm. Pretty much, like mm. it's still got some serious moments. and some interesting ways that it's shot, but it's it's pretty dang kooky. And I can imagine that I was like, "This isn't the kind of thing for me." But then, you, if you just sit back and you're like,
1: oh, "Okay, yeah." I mean, but too kooky, and I think it. I mean, it for feels me, like it's for, it feels like
0: it's for children almost.
1: Yeah, which is why I like that this show balances out it out a little bit with kind of some more of those real stakes, um, some actual darkness about people actually dying. Um and, and then the, the long running arcs can also have that kind of very serious tone to them.
0: Mm, I just don't think it felt balanced to me in sure. this episode. Granted especially that we barely even wanted to talk about the B plot line.
1: Yeah, that's fine.
0: Um yeah. so originally I was in two minds I'm in two minds about this now. Originally I was like, is this a zero or a one for me? Sure. Um I'm annoyed that I don't feel like I have to pay you back because you were paying no, me. No, I was back. paying you back for
1: many others. So,
0: um, if, because if... you've kind of done it to me again. But I, I think, look, based off the episode, very
1: persuasive.
0: <laughs> I'm, I understand more of Claudia now, but mm. it still doesn't mean I liked. So I haven't seen that. Sure, that one scene. I liked that. I would like more of that character. Yeah,
1: and you will see more of that character.
0: <laughs> but that was like. 15% of her airtime. Yeah.
1: But she's a complicated character. Uh, yeah, she's but, like no, that no, when no. she's confident. It's, and it's When she's not, not confident, no, honey, she's more like...
0: it's not that it... Don't
1: you, you honey me, <laughs> thank you very much.
0: My dear. Is yes, friend. Um, It's not that her emotions were all over the place. I yeah. can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's that I didn't believe her acting of those emotions. When sure. they were on the other side and swinging like a pendulum, I'm okay for that to be the case, but the way it sounded, the way it was acted, sure, didn't come off as natural to me. And it's not like even like I was surprised at the kooky stuff. Pete slipped really easy into that, I, and I was like, "What am I watching?" Sure, sure. Um,
1: so what's your, what's your rating? Let's.
0: Fuck. <sighs> Just one, one. I, I i it would be a two if i'd probably seen more of it sure yeah but it's a one from this okay that's One nice. eye. Also yeah, a one. yeah. I, I it's know. something that i i think if i was on in the background i would probably be like oh yeah
1: okay cool yeah and and i'm not pretending that this is absolutely my favorite tv show of all time it does hold a very special place in my heart um and sometimes i re-watch it and i go this isn't as good as i remember it being but i still love it yeah so i i understand and if it is a one and i i think it's not a bad one to watch in the background um, for most of it, it's pretty lighthearted.
0: Yeah, I didn't have to focus too much yeah. uh, when I was watching this, um, but I, I will say I, I love that it is uh, making people more curious about history. Sure. I, I like that. I don't that. really
1: think that's its purpose.
0: but I No, do. no, but it's definitely part of it.
1: Yeah, I guess. Okay, uh, <laughs> Okay. fair enough. That's fair enough. What's been
0: in your eye this week, though, Jane? Uh,
1: in my eye this week, I'm a little bit late to the party, but um, a Netflix show called When They See Us.
0: Oh, yes. I really want to watch it, but I'm worried I won't be able to get through it. It's pretty sad. I know, it's, but pretty... it's good.
1: It is good. It is good, but it's pretty sad.
0: So uh, fill in the uh, listeners about what it's about if they haven't heard so, uh,
1: it. So When They See Us is uh, basically the true story of um, the Central Park Five who were five boys who were um who were accused and then convicted of attacking a woman in central park in the late 80s um and they were innocent they did not do it but it wasn't uh found out it wasn't proven that they didn't do it until many years later this basically takes you through the whole um the the whole case as to how they were
0: profiled
1: how they were racially profiled how they were um Forced into giving false confessions. Yeah. Um, and which how is, old were they? Uh, between fourteen and sixteen, so really, really yeah. young. Um. Yeah. So it, it's it's a really it's kind of a hard watch because um there's not a lot of hope <laughs> in it. Um. I think <clears throat> if I didn't know that they were proven innocent,
0: it would be harder later down the line. It. it would
1: have been a lot harder to get through because it would just be like. Ugh.
0: The world is horrible,
1: but we know now that they're innocent, yeah. um, and that the the real um, the real attacker did come forth and confess.
0: Oh, so, so that's what happened. Yeah. Wow.
1: Um. So, and that's that's a part of the plot. And and, and and these kind
0: of things, while they might be hard to watch, it is important to um, educate ourselves on these kind of things, especially um, outside of our standard lives. Yeah,
1: it's important for us to kind of um, watch it and recognize our privilege. Um, And our, our history. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, as as uh, white cisgendered people um, living in a colonized country, mm. um, it's pretty it's pretty heartbreaking to see um, the way that you can be treated if you don't come from our background yeah. um, by the legal system, by the press, by yeah. everybody around you. Um, and I think it's important for uh, every person to watch and just to kind of remind themselves of that. Um, that just because maybe some of us have had a luckier time in the prison system or, you know, based on the law doesn't mean that everybody gets to have that experience. Mm. So I think that that's um that's what I watched and it was a hard watch, but I'm really glad that I did it.
0: I'm guessing it's good acting.
1: Great acting. Yeah. Amazing, yeah. amazing yeah. work by
0: anyone Emily I'd involved. recognize?
1: Uh Patricia Arquette plays um oh. the the kind of uh the cop who Really wants to accuse the boys. Jeez. So <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a it's a nice role, um, and she looks really different. Um, I think, in fact, now that I'm second guessing myself, was it even Patricia Arquette? Oh, Felicity Huffman, not Patricia Arquette. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, her. I'm sorry. That's
1: my brain doing something
0: weird. And... Ooh, so I guess she would look quite different.
1: I mean, she doesn't look like that. <laughs> she did not look like that.
0: Um... I mean, I see features of a younger person in that
1: i mean I, I don't know if that's what she looked like at the time either.
0: oh yeah 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 that yeah, may be a more recent yeah, photo yeah, yeah
1: uh anyway so felicity huffman is probably the only person that i really rec- uh, recognize and uh, john leguizamo who looks quite different these days mm. um but yeah it's a really 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 amazing um show cool what cool. about you what's been in your eye that woman okay <laughs> i saw that that came out i was trying to decide whether or not to watch it
0: I don't know. Okay. Two episodes and I'm curious. I mean, it's the Arrowverse, you know, it's it's part of the DC Arrowverse. It's got that kind of dark, gritty... uh, fake Gotham vibe, but it actually 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 is Gotham this time. Yeah. Um, just without Batman, um, but it's gonna be a Batwoman and it's Batwoman. This is not Batgirl, for those of you who don't know the difference. Um uh Batwoman is actually uh in this uh T V show portrayed as Bruce Wayne's cousin. Uh, and uh, something traumatic to happened to her when she was younger, and so uh, Bruce Wayne, aka Batman, uh, you know, kind of uh, sheltered her a little bit during those trying times. She still has a dad, and and eventually got a stepsister and a stepmother, so it wasn't exactly the same scenario. But mm-hmm. Bruce was there for her in a time of need because obviously he's been through trauma himself. Yeah, he's not part of the show. Batman's been gone for three years, and she comes back because one of her ex-lovers from like this kind of military training course, who was uh, who's a woman, um, was in danger. And um, it meant that she basically was like, Bruce Wayne's got all that security system tech software. Holy shit, I just broke into a random bat cave. Um, and the son of Lucius Fox, who was Morgan Freeman in the Christopher Nolan trilogy, uh, is just like there, protecting it, and then they start being, doing this thing. Uh, but it's an, the villain is interesting. What I find is interesting, it's, it's a nice representation of, um, of uh, a, a gay superhero being this, the, the protagonist that's a big part of the reason why i'm watching it it's not great it's not bad it's just there a little bit but i will say the villain has me very interested and the villain is a woman uh and i'm i'm way more interested in the villain than i am in batwoman at this point in time but i like her she's pretty badass chick um and she just i like the way she rolls um but i like she doesn't actually really know what she's doing and she's just figuring out she goes along with all these amazing bad gadgets it's 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 fine. It's a fun time. Okay, cool. I, I'm not very convincing. My tone is just like. No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's been I, in know, my eyes. It's yeah. also hard
1: to tell. You know, so early on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Two episodes. I don't know. yet. Yeah. You know, it's not like how Supergirl has impressed me over the years.
1: Yeah. I I will um I will reserve my kind of show that's two episodes in. uh as in my eye for a couple more weeks and uh, we'll see what I think about that one.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, okay, well, that's all we have time for. As I said up top, please come follow us at Major Look Pod on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook or rate, review, subscribe. Uh, you can do that in the app on Apple iTunes, not Apple iTunes, um, Apple a Podcasts, podcast. whatever it's called. Um, that would help us out a hell of a lot even mm-hmm. if just two of you decided to do that and don't leave that for another two people. You be one of the two. You do that. You take control over our podcast downloads (laughs) and you write that review.
0: And give us serious smiles and faces.
1: Yes, please. That'd Uh, be nice.
0: And please, uh, like we've got plans for different seasons coming up. And so, you know, we'll, we'll plan in terms of our uh, podcast episodes, but we would love recommendations in terms of other shows to watch.
1: Absolutely. We would love to do a whole season of your recommendations. So you can email those if you don't want to uh, do them on regular social media to at outlook.com And that email address is in the show notes for you
0: to copy. Or you could leave it in a review.
1: Or that too. Whatever you like. Whatever's easiest. We're happy for you to do whatever's easiest for you. Less effort. We understand nobody wants to put any effort in. Um, Including me.
0: Thank you for listening. (laughs) Uh, And we hope you have an awesome week.
1: Thank you very much, guys. Bye. Bye. um uh, i just need to really quickly check that's right. right i'm just
0: looking over my um recap again
1: information which i do have i just
0: what is it again warehouse 13. Oops. did this have a 2007 stint uh, and the writers or this was after? i
1: think it's like 2009 or
0: something yeah. it just kind of looks like it was around that time
1: all right settle so sorry fun.